It's me, Star Lord. <laughs> when did he turn into Christopher Walken? Oh, is that not is that not an accurate impression? Okay, I'll tr- the Star try Lord. <laughs> I am the Star Lord. Welcome to season three of Unloading Meat, the only podcast that points out the important things on the internet. Like how in that movie Beethoven, they had a white bitch named Rice. You remember that shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was 90s diversity. Just name, just having a white girl named Rice. Rice. Rice Aroni. Um, <laughs> she wasn't a San Francisco treat, whore. Anyway, my guest today is a returning guest. You love him. You know him. You can smell him from a mile away. He is a dear friend of mine, the one, the only comedian and now author, Boyd Heimer. Yes. What's up, Boyd? Yes, thank you. Welcome back to the couch. Uh, thank you very much. It's great to be here. It's great to see you guys. Yeah. We totally yeah. haven't been talking for like 30 minutes and smoking jays and stuff like that. We totally just now, you know, reconnected, right? Maybe. And I'll never scene. tell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how you been, man? I've been phenomenal. Um, I am now living with uh, the love of my life, and up in Erie, she, Indiana. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's a nineties uh, point right there. Out there in the Hoosier State. Yeah, yeah. Out there just living it up. She is whose state? I don't know. Not Swerve State. I, I haven't looked. Yeah, I, I think he's like Seattle. That's Seattle. not even a state. That's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the state of Seattle. He's in Washington. Well, I mean, I've been playing Last of Us too. That's kind of how it is now. <laughs> They're like, uh, we're going to Seattle. In the state okay. Of denial. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it's the river in Egypt. Hmm. hmm. You don't say. <laughs> don't you know? Oh how man. How about that? It's great to be back. I see you've got some new uh, new pillows on here. We man. do. Yeah. Uh, you want to show the audience our new pillows for season yes. three? Sure. Let's show see. Off. We got uh, we got uh, 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 robot man here. That that would be Star Lord. Terrific, yeah. Um, Our that, Lord. That would be right there. That'd be Chris Pratt. Um, you know he only loves his kids that are after Anna Faris. Um, <laughs> easy. Is that it? Is the eyebrows up there? I got this right. I think you have it upside down because the real helmet's right up there. It's right up there. It's behind you. Oh, okay, so it's more like, here we go. Yeah. It's me, Star Lord. <laughs> when did he turn into Christopher Walken? Oh, is that not, is that not an accurate impression? Okay, I'll tr- The Star Lord. <laughs> I am the Star Lord. Is that, is that more accurate? <laughs> try it again. <laughs> okay, what other fucking pillows do we have? Okay, we got... Uh, <laughs> We 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 got uh, uh, Connor McFootballhead. <laughs> Hello, right here, Lois. Yeah, here we go, Lois. We got Lois. Hello, Lois. Stewie, you know his name is Stewie. Didn't you bring me that one? No. Oh wait. I brought you a porno. Oh yeah, you brought me the I porno brought... we talked about on the, the yeah. I brought him a porno, guys. <laughs> Where am I? Is it over here? Anyway, it's down here somewhere. Oh, trash yeah. really wanted to watch it. <laughs> oh, trash! It's got a, it's got a, a great storyline. <laughs> and then, and then here, here's Yellow Lois. 
Yellow Lois? Is that, this is, it's a taco that I can't fuck. Oh. Well, I mean, I've tried. It's an unfucko. <laughs> yeah. Un unfuckable. <laughs> it's a taco that actually has hearts on it, so I know something still loves me. Oh. Oh. Hey. Taco. What's what's that? <laughs> that would be the taco's labia. <laughs> Majora. <laughs> These things are weird. He's like, oh, I don't know any much things about fucking vaginas. <clears throat> yeah, this guy's back. Yeah, for season three, I had to bring back Sting. Yeah, the Sting's back. Yeah. He's, he's active, too. If you punch him, he'll make a sound. Message in a bottle. Message in a... Lister. I don't remember him looking like this, though. <laughs> I don't see the base. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah. That's right. Oh, oh, he's still making noise. Yeah. Good lord. And then we have one more. We have him. the gray pillow one there. Oh, there's another pillow here. All right. What we got here? This is. That this is. is uh, oh, that this is, is got, ladies and gentlemen. That is the coon. Oh. And I can say that on YouTube because that is the name of the character. It's a coon. Huh? It is no. It's the coon. It's the coon. The coon. The coon. A superhero in South Park that Cartman plays. Yes, we are being very careful how I say the coon on YouTube. <laughs> Where am I? YouTube? <laughs> we are saying the coon correctly. <laughs> oh, welcome back, boy. <laughs> See, Lois is cool with it. <laughs> Where am I? His name's Stewie. His name's Stewie. Stewie He's Lois. Stewie, Le Stewie Ted Lois. His mom's Lois. His mom is Lois. Yeah. It's Lois. Oh. You never watch Family Guy? His daughter's name's Stacy. No. Oh, Stacy's Stacey's mom. mom. That, that singer died it's, during COVID. Gotta... Whoa. <laughs> Oh, people people dying, man. It's it's sad. I just remember like when CNN was like grabbing for anybody they could say that died from COVID because they were trying to pump it up. And they're like <laughs> the singer from Stacy's mom found the, the singers from Stacy's found the Wayne. And I'm like, Stacy's mom guy died? Is Stacy's mom still alive? That's all that matters. <laughs> Stacy's mom singer. I think it was just more important that he wasn't a fat piece of shit that died. Like he was skinny and healthy, and he died from COVID. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Then I was just like, "What chance do I have staying mm. inside?" That's right. So literally, Stacy's mom ruined my divorce, or caused my divorce. That's Stacy's mom, yeah, singer. She didn't have it going on in the. Uh... <laughs> Why did she come out with only a towel on to tell the child that that he he was messing up the the lawn? I was just more concerned that, like, nobody point. Well, I mean, I'm probably sure pretty people did, but, like, they literally just made a song about Fast, time, fast Times at Ridgemont High. They did, yeah. And they were just like, well, I was just going to change the names a little bit. And uh, we have a number one hit. Yay! It's kind of like Rick and Morty. <laughs> they just, that was supposed to be fucking Doc and Marty. <laughs> right? Which, by the way, I gotta say, I just started watching the new season of Rick and Morty, the one that came out on uh, season seven with a new cast, because mm. they recast Justin Roiland. Right. Uh, are you a fan of Rick and Morty? 
Well, yeah, yeah have, I suppose. Have you watched anywhere anything? I think I'm up to date. Uh, God, holy fuck! Season seven, the suicide episode. I don't know if you watched that one, where they the suicide spaghetti episode. Yes, it was ingenious, but <laughs> oh my god, just it left me like. I don't know how to feel. Like, <laughs> I think that was the point. I know. It was it's pretty so much the point of every episode. episode. That's really what I'm getting tired of. Is like tuning in, watching this thing, and being entertained just to reach the end of it and have them just give me the message of, all right, so where am I? Am I here? Give me the message of, of you remember that thing you loved? Yeah, it's garbage, and you suck. It's like, <laughs> Damn. Uh fuck well, it. Fuck you, Rick and Bambi, or whatever the fuck your names are. I just, I mean, at least it's not a Disney Plus show where everything has to be like, uh, before we even see if they can act, we have to make sure that they actually fit this, like, demographic. Like, it's like, really? I'm watching the new Percy Jackson show with my kid, and god damn, there is some horrible acting in those kid actors, some of them. Mm. I'm just like, you couldn't have picked a better choice, but you had, like, I'm not even, like, doing a minority check or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, there's some ba- some tr- questionable choices in there when Adam Copeland Edge the best actor on the fucking show. <laughs> By far. He plays Ares, the god of war. And he's badass. Like, he's really good. And I'm like, the time he was away from WWE, like, he learned his acting. Like, he's really good. And what was the movie rated? Uh... No, it's a show on Disney Plus. It's like a uh-huh. it's like a PG or PG thirteen show with Adam Copeland. Yeah, it's not rated R. Ah, uh, I see what you said. Uh, uh, where yeah. am I here? <laughs> Good point. Huh? 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 I did that on stage a couple times where I was like, "What if I just did that for like five minutes, just like eyebrows, eyebrows?" <laughs> and I was just like, like one of those wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube men. <laughs> and then like, I cut off and like. Let's be honest. I'm too fat to even do that impression. <laughs> and like, I know there's a few of you in the audience being like, well, I guess I'll, it's a good thing that he knows. Like, <laughs> what if I just spent my five minutes going table to table, making direct eye contact, going, eh? Can I tell you my, uh, huh? my adventures in crowd work that did not go well? Where am I? But, like, huh? <laughs> so we're up in Bricktown, the beginning of the. It's actually happened this month. It was the first week of this month. And I go up there and like. I told you my strategy beforehand. Where like when I, I write a little, I know what I'm going up there with like a new new bit, like open mic. I'm gonna try out something, but I'm also gonna like kind of write about the crowd before I go up. And there was this German girl that went up, and she was talking about living in Germany and stuff. So of course I'm gonna riff on her. <laughs> so basically I went up there and I was like, uh, I remember my first thing was like, uh, you said you mentioned you're from Germany, right? Mm-hmm. At what age did you come home from school and just be like, man, fuck my grandparents? <laughs> <laughs> She did not laugh. So and then I go, I was like, man, I've been watching you all night over there, and you haven't cracked a nothing. You're a real Nazi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and- <laughs> she she stood up and said, Gestapo! Please, Gestapo! She, she went outside and got out of the car with gearing. <laughs> And then she was like, ah, Schwitz. Oh. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to include that. I just did the hand gesture. <laughs> Again, we're making fun of Germans, man. I, I can't even say David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Do. Oh, shit. 
I just don't even remember like, the scene in the Euro trip where they have the picture in picture of David Hasselhoff doing his single. Like when they're they're fucking doing the sex scene in Euro trip. And it's like this oh, little bubble. So long. And oh, David, yeah. David yes. Hasselhoff comes up and is like, Dude! <laughs> Dude, that's how German sounds to me. Yeah. But what I understand, though, like he was like one of the, the heaviest inspirations behind uh, bringing down of the wall. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, 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 yeah. You guys remember? <laughs> it's nuts. You guys. I just feel like I'm constantly taking your glamour shot. You guys remember? <laughs> Where am I? Is that guy? Are you talking to Namor or the thing? You fucking bitch. Was, uh, I'm just. I just dead in the camera for a minute. Am I here? Yeah. Now. So. Listen to that Queen song. Now I'm here. <laughs> now I'm here. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> Queen's amazing because they can make these just uh, like amazing opera songs that last forever, but still just have such raw emotion, and then come out with a song about how much they love bicycles. I know. <laughs> I I do gotta say though, I believe mm. that Fat Bottom Girls is about fag hags. I'm pretty sure. I heard it was about his babysitter. Oh, I'm just saying, there's no way that he was writing about fucking women's asses the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I know he he did actually come out that historically he was bisexual, uh, but they don't really play up that much. Yeah. Uh, they made more more flamboyant than anything, but he was actually historically <laughs> actual bisexual. I mean, really, uh, let's let's get it straight. Let's get it straight. Okay. <laughs> well, he wasn't. All right, where, where am I? <laughs> but let's get it straight. Though. Let me. Where am I? Am I here? Everybody here? So let's get it straight. The only person that fucked him over was the music industry. Oh, and AIDS. <laughs> More specifically, the guy that gave him AIDS. The guy that gave him the AIDS. <laughs> it's a special spot in hell for him. Yeah, it's a regular Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> uh, Mama! <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> no, I actually say... I have the uh, AIDS. Are you talking about the Liam Neeson fucking... <laughs> the life is short. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Okay, we're pulling it up. Woo! Oh, we're pulling up a clip. First clip. Let's do some improvisational comedy now. Okay. Give us a scenario. Um, right, okay. Uh, you're a hypochondriac and, and Ricky's a doctor. Excellent. It's okay. Knock, knock. Come in. Hello. Oh, no, not you again. <laughs> I've never been here before. <laughs> but you're Sorry, I thought, because you're a hypochondriac, you would have been to the doctors before. Don't presume. That's a backstory we didn't agree on before. <laughs> no, no. That's improv, though, isn't it? You sort oh, of the wrong the time to take I a don't sip. take notes. Okay. Can we go again, yep. because you ruined that? Sorry. Knock, knock. Come in. Hey. Hi, how's it going? What seems to be the problem? I've contracted AIDS. <laughs> How did you get that? From an African prostitute. <laughs> um, I'm riddled with it. The prostitute's from an African country that's, that's ravaged by starvation. So. Selling her body was the only financial recourse she had. <laughs> 
Do you mind if I interject for a second? Sorry, I just think it's getting quite heavy, this sketch, and I just wonder if perhaps, just for the sake of comedy, you, you might not want to have contracted AIDS from a, an African prostitute. Just, oh. Okay. All right. No, no. Come in. Hi. Hi, what seems to be the problem? As I said before, I've got full-blown AIDS. Right. You want to know how I got it? Sure. <laughs> I'm a well-known homosexual actor. Wow. Okay. It was. I wouldn't say the name just because of the. I got it from a non-specific <laughs> actor. Does he know he has AIDS? Who? <laughs> Again, I just, sorry, I just wouldn't name them. Um, and also, I just think uh, AIDS is, as I said before, just a really heavy subject for comedy. Ah, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's perfect. Uh, bowel cancer. Uh, yeah. Cancer, though, and AIDS and famine are just not really subject to comedy. Well, I is he going to wear with it now? We don't know. Well, we shouldn't have a doctor in the sketch if I can't talk about AIDS. Okay. okay. What do you suggest, Oh, um, you're a greengrocer and uh, Ricky comes in to complain. I've played Rob Roy McGregor, Michael Collins, Oscar Schindler, Zeus, for God's sake. No one's going to believe me as a greengrocer. Very we true. could change your accent. Lots of actors do that. Well, he doesn't. How does he get away with it? <laughs> Again, we don't know. <laughs> Let's just do our own accents and get this done, sorry. Okay, green grass. I love this show so much. Train. <laughs> We're closed. I think the shop has to be open for us to do the sketch. Okay, okay. Sorry. Train. Yes. Um, I'd like to make a complaint. Oh. Yeah, I bought some fruit here yesterday, and when I got home, some of it was rotten. That's not my fault. <laughs> well, you know, it's your shop and it was sold on your premises, so... Uh-huh. I uh, wasn't here. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, you've got I to... I was at the doctor's. Okay. I've got AIDS. Thought you might have. Yeah, that's it. That's really good. Yeah. No. That's gonna... You're gonna storm it, boy. Okay, brilliant. Good luck with that. So, Boyd, we're back now from that amazing video. You, in this time away, being in, what is it? Fucking Indiana of all places. Yeah, that's one of the fifty states. Yeah, I think it, I think it's like number uh, seven, <laughs> teen. <laughs> it's kind of in the middle. They they had like the first thirteen. <laughs> I don't think they were one of. <laughs> I don't know. My fucking history teacher was a bigot. It depends <laughs> on which way you're counting them. I mean. My history teacher is actually uh, has a BuzzFeed article about them. Yeah, for being so racist <laughs> that this Dewey fucking Oklahoma school had this fucking history teacher slash uh, track coach. Like he was talking about like uh, Kamala Harris like doing like Sharia law and stuff like that on her. Like, like 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 just like going nuts about Muslim stuff and Hillary Clinton doing shit and like would just go off on these Facebook posts and they're like, this is who's teaching our youth in Oklahoma. And I'm like, that's my teacher. That was my teacher. <laughs> I know him. He is a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> this four years of Kamala has been nuts. I mean, because like. The I know. She's totally not even a human, inhuman or a mutant. <laughs> like, no but stretchy powers or glowy powers. I saw the Marvels, okay? I yeah. went to theaters. And my vice president was not in there, okay? It's like your name is no, Kamala. No. Or <laughs> Kamala. It's Kamala. It's Kamala Harris. But it's like the, the Congress is just so racist. They're like, yeah, okay, we got one. She's vice president. All right, now get the fuck out of here. Well, to be honest, the, um, even if she did, like, if she cured leprosy, yep. that would be over, like, 
a way over, I don't want to say oversight, but that'd be like, uh, what do you call it? Um, overachieving everything that's ever happened to a vice president. The vice president role is literally like the queen or the, the fucking royalty in fucking England. Like, they don't really have that much power besides, you know, over the Senate or over Congress. But at least but, you but saw them. You saw them, but it's not like you have, like, the vice president is assigned this duty, this duty, this duty on the cabinet. They're basically just, hey, we're going to fly you around and do this. Mm. And kind of what they've done for the last four years is like, I don't know if you remember what they did or gave Kamala Harris at the very beginning. <laughs> Joe gets elected. And the first thing is like, we're going to send Kamala to figure out the border. <laughs> <laughs> what could she do? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, stop putting kids in cages. So much. <laughs> Bigger cages. I don't know. Get chicken wire. Atwoods has a sale. <laughs> Wait, let's get, let's get, where am I? Let's give them Lunchables. Hey, I, let's just, I mean, that's what's going to all our school, schools now. Yeah, uh, Have you seen that? Yeah. They, they got rid of the Michelle Obama, uh, like, uh, healthy food thing. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to start putting Lunchables in schools, but they're making a special formula where they're higher in calcium and vitamins in each little thing. So, like, the crackers have more calcium and stuff in them. And, like, they're healthy Lunchables. But they're still the same Lunchables. Sure. And, they're made Lunchables. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, I'm not mad at it because, like, I have two kids and I'm a single dad. I have a Lunchables drawer in my fridge. Like, every grocery week or month or whatever, I just get, like, 30 Lunchables, and we have them in there for just random snacks. Or, like, oh, I don't want to cook anything. You want a Lunchable? Cool. It's just things to have, for, you know, just, you know, random in this. Right. And this isn't my right. rant of the week, but I will just say, I have a bone to pick with those cheap, I think they're called, like, cracker cr clusters, like the Walmart brand Lunchables. Mm. You don't know how much you're getting ripped off by getting the great value Lunchables, okay? A regular Lunchable now is two bucks. Mm. And you get six of everything, and you get two Oreos, okay? So six crackers. Boys and girls, that's six crackers. Yeah. One cracker, two. We have eight crackers. Oh. Wait, where are uh, Oh. <laughs> you get six pieces of cheese, American. America. And you get six pieces of ham or turkey or bologna if you're retarded. Nah. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting at is when you get the Walmart brand, you get five of every one. Mm. And instead of two big Oreos, they just throw in like a... Fun size Snickers or like a, a like a uh, Butterfinger, and it's a dollar twenty six. So you save like eighty cents. But here's the thing that they don't tell you: you also lose besides just losing one of each thing. They also, I can tell, do it by by weight instead of by vault by by uh, how much they do in there. Mm -hmm. Because there's been times where I've gotten four slices of ham or I've gotten five, and one of those pieces is like half the size of the other ones. So they're even cutting corners on how much they give you. So, like, one of the pieces of each thing is smaller than the others. Fuck's sake. <laughs> like, they're cutting it down that much. But, hey, you get a Butterfinger. Shrinkflation, man. I know, right? It's like, you thought you couldn't get your hand in a Pringles can before. Now you can barely get your dick in there. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I still try. <laughs> you gotta try. You yeah. gotta try. The one thing that doesn't if inflate. You're trying, then what are you doing? True. Uh, so Boyd, mm. in this time away from going to Indiana and back, mm. you became a fucking author. I did, guys. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I wrote uh, uh, two books. Um, it was. Uh, Talking to the mic. Uh, oh, yes. You can move. I can move it. Get it closer to me. Yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I wrote uh, two books. This isn't Grinder. I... <laughs> you don't nuzzle it on your beard. It's not the helmet of a dick. <laughs> so, um, you're like I'm listening. Yeah, I'm turn into fucking Fraser Crane. <laughs> Back. I'm listening to cock. <laughs> Stephen is just screaming. Steph, Steph, shut the fuck up, Stephano. Okay, <laughs> and we're back. <clears throat> All right, yeah. So I wrote um, two books. Bam, 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 bam. A, cu- a couple of of uh, books. Um, yeah. Uh, well, when I moved out there, I was having trouble, uh, you know, getting going, and uh, I, I feel like if you just have unspent energy, it, it kind of goes rotten within you. You know. Yeah. Um, so I, I decided to, to dedicate it to something. So I wrote uh, my first book uh, just based off of advice from um, other comedians because I've I spent a lifetime of just watching other comedians perform. I, I grew up just admiring it. Uh, George Carlin, Robin Williams, all the greats. And, um, and, and now I get the honor to do it as well. And uh, I meet other people who are starting up. And uh, really, we just sit around and talk about our favorite uh, uh, bits from uh, the stuff we watched uh, as 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 fans. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I wrote this book from open mics to spotlights, advice for comedians by comedians. Uh, it's chock full of uh, just quotes. I from love other how this comedians. bitch knows exactly where the camera is when he's pro- promoting something. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> now down? you figure out where the fuck it is. It's down? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> I can't see the frame. Just look at the fucking camera. Okay, so. It's literally. Right I, I've written. <laughs> I have uh, I've written a book. You're such a. <clears throat> well, I, di- I didn't write a, a book for advice on being on a podcast, so you got to forgive me. God damn it. I'm I'm just a just just a just a Hashtag comedian. Season three, guys. God. I'm just just a just a comedian. I'm just a girl. <laughs> so I wrote a book on um, how to how to also become a comedian, and. Um, yeah, if if you ever thought about being a comedian, you you can go ahead and and get this book. It's chocked full of advice. Uh, it will tell you like different types of comedians you can be. And um, will it help you if you're riddled with AIDS? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't recommend so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know much <laughs> much about about AIDS. Well, I think there's a documentary or two you can look. <clears throat> I mean, when I was in high school, I knew a teacher that had AIDS. Um They were a teacher's AIDS. Yeah, is uh teacher's AIDS. Um uh, uh It's um uh it was Jerry and uh Stephen they were they were pretty cool, 
But uh, it was sad to hear that she had AIDS. I wonder if she had died from them. Uh, Jerry, see what's the name of your two dads. Uh, so I wrote a book. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, yeah, this one's been out for quite a while. I'd uh, let everyone know when I, I, and I, I released it to um, uh, on Amazon. You can get your copies. We'll put a link in the description below. Yeah, thank you. Right here. And uh, I'd, act- I'd actually like to uh, announce the um, second book I wrote. I had, I still had more time. Um, uh, I think I had more time because of how small the book actually came out <laughs> to be. If I can just show the camera how thin. See, what's up? See how thin the book is. You're right or my right. So <laughs> I love how he keeps fucking with Stefano. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's a very th- so I had a lot of time. So I wrote another very very thin book. Um, but this one, uh, so so this one will teach you how to how to become a comedian. This one is once you are a comedian, how to stay on track because a lot of us uh, end up experience something called um, imposter syndrome. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not not just entertainers, actually. Uh, people in just all walks of life have trouble understanding their um, uh, their alkalides, uh, uh, accolades in Alkalides. life. The alkalides. Oh, they're a trio. Um, the Farouk and Bradshaws of it. <laughs> Did you see my sign up there now? Hell yeah! I got that at Gans Mall in Bartlesville this weekend. It was five dollars. I was like, I can't pass that up. Hell yeah. I'll put it up in post. For those that don't, can't see it, it's a fucking vintage WWF, not the License pandas. License plate. License plate that says, don't take this ass whipping personally, APA protection. Yeah, it, it, was, it was all for beer money, you yeah. know? I love that it had that door. You That's had to what go I'm through. saying. I love the door. Love the the door, door sold everything. The door is my favorite character. I know. Yeah. And then they, like, they knocked over the door or they went through, didn't go around it. Oh my God, the shit that would happen. But the joke, the, the bad part is if you look at it now in 2024, you're like, that was just wrestler's court. That was how serious it was. It was. <laughs> so, so like around this corner is the fake set that we have for the fucking fake gambling APA protection. But over here is our fake judge and jury who's the undertaker. And he's going to tell you if you're going to fucking dress in a fucking broom closet for three months because you didn't wear the right pants. <laughs> <laughs> or you didn't shake hands enough. <laughs> or you got to buy beer for like everyone. Did you hear the shit that the, the Miz went through? No, I didn't. Like... They banned him from the locker room for like a year or whatever, and he had to like oh, yes. because he ate chicken over somebody's locker and it got crumbs in their locker their bag. It got, like he was eating chicken and like crumbs got in somebody's bag allegedly, and so they threw his bags out in the fucking ground <laughs> outside. And they're like, nope, you don't get a part uh, dress with us anymore. Wow! And he had to dress with the fucking regular crowd and stuff and find places to dress every show. <laughs> like I'm not the f- I'm a fan of the Miz's mm-hmm. style. I'm a fan of Miz as a person and like how hard of a worker he is. I don't think anybody's. Worked as hard to get over this as Miz. Because mm-hmm. he started from such a negative of being a reality star. People were like, we hate you already. And he had to dig himself out of the hole. And like, no matter what he does, people are not going to give him his fucking flowers. Ever. Like, yeah. how many times did he fucking pull off a main event angle at WrestleMania with John Cena? Like, That's he, true. He main evented, but he also did the fucking tag match. Just because he had a life before that. Like, hey, I know there's a WrestleMania moment where John Cena proposed to Nikki, but fucking Miz and Maurice are still together. <laughs> 
That's very true. And out of that rivalry, they honestly had the best moments. I don't know if you remember them teaming up and like they were doing. They dressed up as John Cena and, and uh, Nikki Bella. Yes, they did. And they were so good. They were amazing. She was a better Nikki Bella than Nikki Bella, and she was hotter. Yes. <laughs> she out Nikki Bella, Nikki Bella. I know. That's not hard to do. Well, apparently it is for Brie. <laughs> It's very true. <laughs> Bring <Brain> out <laughs> every time. Every time I'd hear that song, I'd be like, "Oh, fuck it, where's my gun? Where's my gun?" <laughs> I feel back to that Rick and Morty episode. Remember the the episode two, where whenever him and Jerry switch bodies, it's not mm -hmm. a Freaky Friday. They switch yep. certain parts. Literally, I love that the one frame. Like literally, as soon as Rick. Gets in Jerry's body and his mind realizes that rationale that he's in Jerry's body. He's just like, kill yourself. Like, yeah. just, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Boom. Just immediately kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing. Oh, suicide's hilarious. I know. It's part of my act. I failed at it twice. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's the best thing that um, was that uh, I said that I was a, a two time. Uh, Survivor of suicide, and he said, "No, you're a two-time failure." And I said, "Well, yeah, you're right." <laughs> so that's what it says on my hand. Little hand now, two-time fa suicide failure. <laughs> two-time suicide failure. <laughs> I'll try for the hat trick someday. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I mean, it kind of—it's—it's it's kind of like the, the the question: If I hit myself, am I strong or weak? It's like, no. If I hit myself and it hurts, am I strong or weak? I don't know, but you're still a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking. Like if, if I one. fail to kill myself, am I strong or weak? I think my biggest question, though, is if I try a third time, should I go the David Carradine route? I don't know that one. You don't know the David Carradine suicide? Uh -uh. You don't know? Do you know who David Carradine is? Sounds familiar, but Kill no. Bill. Bill. The Kung Fu legend continues. No, then. You watch Kill Bill? Like mm -hmm. he was Bill. The old guy that, you know, the mastermind behind all of Kill Bill. Like, he also did... The what, did that movie, like, actually happen? Or what? Kill Bill? Yeah. Volume 1 and 2? I mean, is it based on a true story? Is that what's going on? No, 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 no. Oh, then... But, like, you know who I'm talking about. The actor who played Bill. How did he die? He... They found him in an apartment in, like, Japan or China, and it was autoerotic asphyxiation. He choked himself with a belt jerking off. Oh. And he died. Oh, yeah. So they found him as hanging by his belt with his dick in <laughs> Like this world-famous actor, and that's how he gets found. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's my, my third route. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine keeps telling me that Robin Williams went out that way, and I'm like, no! The genie did not go out that way! <laughs> oh, no. Stop! <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Do you think uh, Robin Williams' version of Hell is just that movie Jack? <laughs> just the ending I think Robin Williams' hell is Disney <laughs> We're making Aladdin 3 yeah. <laughs> Like we promise you whatever you want well, Wink I mean that was in his contract Like literally that's in his contract They could not make his an Aladdin 3 Or make anything with him With his name or his voice or anything like that Like that was in his thing and so they never right. continued on it. But he was also so coked out, and they and they gave them so much extra shit. Yeah, they had no problem just using yeah. it to make other shit. Yeah, that's why they had to do the reboot, the live action reboot with yeah. fucking Will Smith. And Will Smith did not make that 
better, just like the Oscars. Ah! Heyo! Heyo! <laughs> Hello, my name is Boyd Heimer. I'm a comedian, an actor, and now an author. I've written a book right here about how to deal with imposter syndrome. If you or a loved one is dealing with imposter syndrome, read this book. <laughs> because I've written it. Available here. Thank you for tuning in. So, Boyd, thank you for joining us. We're back here at Unloading Meet with the great Boyd Heimer. And uh, I think it's that time for some guest questions. Guest questions! I know. Blue lights matter. Um, <laughs> I feel like we're in Kmart. It's a blue light special. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Boyd Heimer, do you have any questions for this fat ass? Yeah, uh, well, let's just go ahead with uh, the basics. Um, what uh, what was your childhood like? Uh, where'd you grow up? What were, you, what were your parents like? My parents are great. They're still together. Uh, they were very supportive and still are. Um, Dad grew up poor and was one of like a lot of kids. And uh, I don't know, he's kind of like the jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. My mom is a psychologist and therapist and has her master's in that and was a tax lady that put herself through college and yeah, they're just hardworking people that have always been in my life. They've always been in your life. Yeah. That yeah, must be great. True. Did I mention that I'm also white? Yeah, guys. And a male. <laughs> and I think you said in other, uh, other episodes that you, you did grow up here. Yeah. Um, I grew up in, I went to school in Dewey, uh, Oklahoma, which is like a suburb of Bartlesville. It's like the hat. DUI Oklahoma. Yeah, DUI Oklahoma. Um, we had, I mean, I talked to you about how we had the uh, BuzzFeed history teacher. Mm -hmm. That was a bigot. We had uh, the principal who shot a former student with a shotgun because he was evading his house. And he didn't know who it was. We had the Spanish teacher that burned down his own Mexican restaurant allegedly to get mm -hmm. the insurance money and then fled. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of stuff happen in our school of, like, 73 kids that graduated. Mm. Which is still, I mean, no matter what you get to say about Dewey, you can at least say it's still better than Copan, which we always said Copan's the hat of Dewey. It's even smaller. There was, like, 17 kids that graduated or something like that. And, like, the women were all pregnant and the the guys all had bolo ties. That's how you knew it was Copan. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I've had other conversations with uh, other comedians where I've asked, like, why do you do com uh, why do you do comedy? And I've often found out that it's because uh, they have some sort of uh, some sort of trauma that uh, just never got addressed, and or or they were a latchkey kid that uh, just didn't get enough attention, and, and now they they need just acceptance and and somebody to to, to give them the attention. Well, I mean, that, I got buckets loaded of trauma. I mean, yeah, that's that's ah. kind of the thing. Like, that, I mean, all comedians kind of had to have some kind of trauma. That's like we're all the Island of Misfit toys. You know what I mean? We all wanted to be that fucking dentist. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're Herbie. <laughs> no, uh, they got raped. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm not a fan of the church. Her, her. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like you know, sexual assault when I was a younger younger kid. Uh, just you know, lots of different stuff that happened that shaped you. And like I said, the, you know, the two suicide attempts, uh, two divorces, custody battles, house fire. When my parent, when I was eighteen, my parents obviously lost everything, so I lost all my childhood stuff that was still in my house. So like, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, which is kind of 
up in here. But he just had a process through therapy and just years of being on this earth. And he just come out the other side of being like, maybe I just try not to be an asshole today unless they deserve it. Mm. And that's just how I live now. I just go in like, like literally every day now. I've told my mom and stuff like this. That's why I have like certain family members I can't, I don't get along with. Of just like I don't have this filter anymore, especially after this last like custody thing and everything like that. Like I just, if you're a dick to me or if there's kind of a slight to me, immediately I'm gonna call you on it now. Like I'm just gonna and I want to bring the hammer. Like I'll be nice to you, but as soon as you're a cunt or a dick to me, oh buddy, you don't know what you fucking woke. And the best way about that is I still DoorDash for a living to like, you know make you know extra money for the bills and stuff. If you're a bad or you're bad to the DoorDash person or if like you're a restaurant and you treat us like shit, guess what's happening to your Google reviews and your Yelp reviews and your corporate office? This guy's going to leave some comments and I'm going to tear you a new asshole as only a comedian can. And uh, I've been doing that lately as soon as I cause, like I've noticed like if you're a DoorDash delivery driver, they treat you as less than a customer. Sometimes mm. They're like, oh, you can just wait. We don't give a fuck about you. And I'm like, noted. Okay. Let's see Google reviews. I'll, I'll make. I'll see. I'm, I'm just that Karen now. <laughs> shit. But like, yeah, I yeah. do that shit. But like, if anybody slights me or like, you know, my like daughter's school or something like that, uh, there was like we were dropping off the kid to school, and I made we were coming out of the, the drop off line, and I made a left because I had to go that way. Didn't know that they had that road closed. You had to always turn right. So the crossing guard was like, "Hey, you can't turn this way." But she's in front of my car like that, and I can't turn around. I'm in a fucking road. I'm like, noted, but where do you want me to go? Mm. And she goes, well, you can't cross this way. I was like, I heard you. So <laughs> then she just stops, and there's, like, people, like, a ways away. She just stands in front of my car to prove a point and then moves, waits until they come up and then lets them cross and then goes, hmm, now you can go. Like, just to prove a point. And I was like... I just rolled down my, I had my rendons down and I was just like, I know I was in the wrong, but you didn't have to be such a bitch. <laughs> right. And she just kind of looked at me and I was just like, I just don't, I don't have that filter anymore. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on. Like if I make a mistake, cool. But like, don't be a cunt. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if, if you're doing that kind of shit, I'm just going to call you out. I don't have that filter anymore. Uh, I don't, I just don't have it. Mm. And I think it's full of the confidence now I have to of being on stage. Like, uh, not to toot my own homer, we had a very successful show with a live show uh, last week. It was, yeah. it was awesome. And great crowd and great performances by everybody. The video turned out good. The performance, like everything worked great. Um, it'll actually be coming out uh, the last Saturday of this month. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be February. So I believe that is February 24th will be the premiere of Unloading Meat Presents uh, with Zach Amen, Bailey Mickle, Rachel Rose, and Cepeda Cheeks. That's awesome. Um, but after that, it's just like my confidence is so high because also not only did we make money and the team got money and everything like that, but Gene and the theater made money both from drinks and from tickets. That's and that's all up. I care about. Yep. I, I go to each one of them. I went to the bartenders. I was like, Hey, did you guys make money? They go, yes. Like, Thank you very much. I'm like, that's what I care about. Mm -hmm. And, I'm and that's like, how you get more business. That's how you get more business. Um, just to give a shout out again, no ego or anything. Just, just I, I'm very transparent how I do business. Mm -hmm. I want to go all out. So when I do a show, I pay my talent in advance. They're paid before they even start. Uh, they each got a goodie bag. I found out that they smoked weed, so I had them each a pre-roll and a, like a gram of weed and a little goodie bag and oh, a thank snap. you card. Uh, found out Gene doesn't smoke or drink, so I got him some beef jerky. 
and just like wrote them in the nice little thank you card or thank you for coming and stuff like that and then like i made flyers and had everybody autograph them and i had them signed and stuff like that so like we could sell those for merch and everybody had like a, a signed art print of the flyer and it's going out on a broadcast it's going out on pre you know premiering on youtube and they're also getting a reel of their footage without my logos and everything like that to just use as submissions because my ultimate goal with this show is just to have somebody if they're on my show compared to anybody else not that it's a competition but you know i'm trying to sell tickets but when you're on my show you have a reel that you can take to any comedy club in north america and be like hey this is my name this is cepeda cheeks here's a 10 minute reel or 15 minute reel that's professionally shot here's a submission or if you want to submit to blue whale or something like that so everybody that's on my shows are getting prepared for the next level that's what i want to bring to tulsa because i kind of think there's a mountain of fucking talent here and i know i'm making an ad for all my shows right now we're on a tangent but uh there's not a lot of fucking spotlight right now there's not a place to fucking show everybody what's going on and honestly it's great having open mics and it's great having shows, but if it doesn't happen on the internet or come out, go outside of Tulsa, it didn't happen really, in my opinion, because nobody knows about it. It's kind of like if the tree falls in the woods and nobody's around kind of thing. Mm. Like you could have a great fucking stand up special. Where's it going? Is it on Netflix? Is it on YouTube with a thousand people watching it or is it like 10 people watching it? Like, you know, I know everybody has to go somewhere, but like there's got to be this middle ground where we can get a platform built to help project people. To and the next that's level, not and there. you want to bring the next level. Yeah, and so like between the podcast, the live showcase, and then also on February sixteenth, we're doing the the roast battle. Um, I have three different platforms going monthly, basically, because they're going to rotate the shows. It's going to be showcase, then roast battle, showcase, and roast battle. And as it, one's being filmed that month, that's premiere. The other one's premiering on that month on the channel, and they're promoting each other. And each one ticket sales goes into the next fund for the next one. And I'm just kind of creating that. And I'm doing a Mr. Beast thing where everything I get just goes in the next one. And that's just what I'm trying to create in Tulsa now. That's and awesome, man. I don't know, man. Like, being real with you, um, and we can kind of like get out of these questions. Now. Uh, go back to the regular light if you want to. Yeah, um, no, you and Stefango are just going to fuck. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Stefango. Just going to fucking make. <laughs> what is it? Gets attention yeah. to Mr. Feeney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. Going places. Dude, like, I'm a year and a half, in, like, basically full-time into this podcast and comedy thing again. How many year-and-a-half comedians could say that they basically have an open theater that the booker will basically give them a residency once a month and is, like, believed in them and, like, splitting the gate 50-50 and, like, can say that they already have that a year in? Not the one I know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, like, that's a, that's a thing to where I'm, like, I'm not taking it. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. It's, you know, it's a feather in my cap. But I look at it more as an opportunity. Like, what can I do with this? And I see a, an amazing theater and an amazing booker and an amazing guy in Gene in the theater that needs that really needs some support and needs some acts. And I see the potential of, like, I could sell this place out and, like, the footage would be worth a lot and it'd do a lot of great things. And that's kind of how I am. I just want to see, invest, I just want to, like, invest in the right things and I kind of want to, I see the potential in everything. And I just want to grow it. I'm kind of tired of sitting by the wayside and doing shitty shows for a, a beer. Mm. Or finding out the booker had a secret tab. Um, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to go do open mics when I need to prepare and I need to work stuff because open mics are just the gym. I'm relabeling this stuff in my. I'm not. I'm not trying to knock anybody's shows or anything. This is being a very raw thing for me right now. But in 2024, I had to re. 
adjust. And basically, you also remember, I'm driving an hour everywhere I go because I live in Bartlesville. So I had to prioritize what's important. And what's important to me is open mics that matter, that have good crowds or have good potential to be on camera as far as a logo behind me or something like that. And I need to prioritize the go theater of this guy's giving me a massive opportunity to do whatever I want on film and book a show. I can do anything I want every month. And so I'm not going to waste that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to set a different standard into where they're getting paid. The comedians are getting paid. Well, the crowd's getting a good time. YouTube's getting a good fucking show. Everybody's getting promoted. Everybody's having a great time. And anything that's lesser than that, they're just kind of going to die away, in my opinion. There just needs to be a new standard that needs to be set. Um, I also think that there's other people like me that are kind of in like the same thing. Gene's doing a lot with Go. Shout out to Gene. Um, Hashtag Go Go. Gene's also doing multiple shows a night. Like our roast battle is also. This is kind of funny. I thought I think it's an, again. I think it's an opportunity. I don't think anything of it. Um, I saw that he also has a clean comedy show going the same time as our roast battle and it's in a different theater. And I'm like, well, that's no big deal because you know, you go to the comedy stores and like that, they have multiple rooms and you have the OR, you have the little room, you have, you know, you have different rooms for different stages and stuff like that. And they have them going on at the same time. So if we're having an X rated R rated roast battle over here and he still wants to sell clean tickets, he can do it on the theater across the way and both sides are making money. I'm okay with that because they're different crowds. We're not mixing it up. You know, we're not, one's not sacrificing the other. I don't think they're going to mix. Um, so I'm okay with that. I look at it as an opportunity of like, I want to see if I can outsell them. You know what I mean? I want to I want to see it as a contest. I want to I want to make Gene the most money because that's how I get booked again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And that's just how you need to look at this shit. And I don't know, man. Anybody that's not doing the work, not paying people well, not taking care of their talent or not taking care of their bookers, I don't have time for you anymore. I just don't. I'm a fucking professional. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a business for me. And anything below that is just a waste of my fucking time. (laughs) Sorry. That's my rant before I even did a rant today. (laughs) Maybe that? Fuck, that's stupid too. Damn it. It's almost on... And I can't think of one solid idea to announce my new roast battle tournament. If only there was a random weather event in Oklahoma that would let me use it in my advertising, ironically. Hey guys, Jared Raphael here. And if you want to beat this cold, come join me and 10 other comics. February 16th, Unloading Meat presents Roast Battle, live at the Go Theater, 8 o'clock, 10 comics, one champion, $200 $200 cash for the winner. Holy fuck, it's cold. That'll be heavily chopped. <laughs> it's been a long month away from the podcast, friend. This is my therapy. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so about your book. <laughs> So it's chocked full of, um, where am I? It's chocked full of uh, uh, exercises that would help out um, uh, to work through imposter syndrome uh, within entertainers. Um, In fact, it even starts off with a a quick quiz. um, If you're not even sure if you have 
imposter syndrome. It's just uh, it's like in um, uh, magazines, where, like where you where you find out like what kind of uh, lover you are. Oh, it's one of those quiz kind of things. Kind of, it's kind of like that. Kind of designed it. You're basically the intro to community. You're like one of those like claw things. Basically, yeah. Is it a choose your own adventure kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just about uh, 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 five questions. You want to try it out? Sure. At what? Uh, how, what's the threshold to get AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> That's a callback. Um, All right. So when I succeed at something, I usually believe, A, it's because I worked hard or I'm skilled in this area. B, it's mostly due to luck or factors outside my control. C, I just managed to deceive others into thinking I'm more capable than I am. A. A? Outstanding, man. That's the way people should be feeling. I mean, they, they should feel completely uh, uh, secure in their accomplishments and, and carry them amongst themselves. But uh, a lot of people, uh, the majority of people have problem feeling that way. And, and if you do... This book will help I mean, you work it, through it. It can go through. I mean, different waves do different days and different answers too. Mm. Um, but also, like I, I'm a big proponent that doing the work makes your own luck. Like you, like it's not so much luck being favors luck. the prepared. Yes, like you just you're ready for any opportunity. That's do right. Do the work and be ready for an opportunity. That's all you have to do. And you could be 20 years. It could be six months. It could be anything. That is a luck mm-hmm. thing to it. But as long as you're prepared, you're going to knock it out of the park. I mean, I've also heard that luck is nothing but uh, uh, preparation meeting opportunity. Yeah. Luck. Boom. Yeah. That's right. Like, not, I mean, fuck it. Two weeks ago, uh, we talked about Bricktown, uh, how you had to do the sign-ups a month in advance to sign up for the open mic. And mm-hmm. I actually love that because for me, driving an hour helps a lot. I know when to go. And I looked, and the first month I got – uh, was like 17th out of 20th. And so if you're on the regular list, you get four minutes, which is not bad. Four minutes. It's different from five. It's, it's better than one on Kill Tony. But I mean, mm. again, honestly, I would do one, four, or five. I wouldn't do a two or three. That's rough. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I can do a one minute. I'm actually preparing a one minute for Kill Tony. I really want to do it. I, um, I have one ready myself. Um, but the second week, I look on the list and they have me as the closer and they gave me eight minutes. And. I was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking closer. Cool. So I get to go up there and close. And so it was a cool thing for me. And, like, as I'm preparing for it, it kind of, I don't know, I also think that eight minutes is kind of hard, a hard minute to hit. Um, it's not quite ten, and it's not quite five. It's a very hard time to hit mm-hmm. for me personally. Um, I think I went, like, eight and a half. I mean, I went a little over mm. just because I had to finish up a, a line. But it was like it was a hard time. Even like on the way there, I'm trying to time it on my phone and stuff. I'm like eight minutes is just a hard number to hit. Oh yeah, um, because it's not quite enough to tell two stories. It's not quite enough to know when to do bridges and so on. I'm trying to like take different segues out and stuff like that. It was a very unique set, but I got it on film and it worked well. But you know that was just random luck of the draw on that thing. I'm like oh, we're putting him as a closer, and I think I knocked it out of the park. Mm. And that went well, and I. I don't know. I, I was just ready for the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, just being ready. The one in my town, uh, I sent them an email in October. They emailed me, emailed me back in December, gave me a spot yesterday, and they said, um, uh, you, have, you have four minutes, and you must bring ten people. <laughs> what? I just moved there. I don't even know 10 people. 
<laughs> How much is that Uber going to be? Uh, <laughs> Fuck. So I'm like, well. <clears throat> yeah, that's just what I say, man. Just be prepared for an opportunity. That eight minutes was like, I mean, it was like a rough thing to learn, but it, I went through it. I mean, I got through it and did a good set, and I'm happy I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just another thing of like, I don't know. I'm I'm getting better at crowd work. I'm getting better at writing on the fly and stuff like that because like as I'm doing these shows, again, I'm not doing sets myself whenever I do these sh- these unloaded meat presents. I you've been to, you went to the first one. You went to the trial one we did at Sesh last That's year. That's right. And you saw I wasn't really doing a set myself, but I was writing stuff about what they were doing on their sets mm-hmm. during it, and then I was riffing with them. I'm still doing the same thing, and that's kind of the thing of, like, I think I'm a pretty damn good host. Uh, this right here helps get oh, those yeah. reps. But knowing that and doing that, it'll help me write on improv. And so as I'm doing the cameras and stuff like that at that live show, I'm writing stuff about what Sapeta is saying, or what Rachel's saying, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring it back to the to the AIDS thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, of course. Yeah. Wear a condom, um, <laughs> especially with, I don't know, um, <laughs> Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Why do you keep going back to walking? Who? I just keep thinking of Stephen Neeson Lynch. Impression. Stephen Lynch's first album, he had like Christopher Walken does do his thing. He's like Jabble. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Stephen Lynch is? Stephen Lynch is a singing comedian. Oh. Oh, good. What God. what is what is the song he does? Um uh Special Ed's one. Um Hermaphrodite is another good Hermaphrodite. one. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> Doesn't he do uh Beelzebub? Yep. Yeah. Beals. <laughs> it's like Love to watch Fox You can call me some baby seals. Beelzebub is fucking just genius. He has, I these, love like, the guy. he has this one random one that's like, what if the guy from Smashing, Car- Smashing Pumpkins lost his car keys? Yeah. And it's just like those little things like, where the fuck are my car keys? <laughs> <laughs> right here in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, just, oh, just doing are. a Corkin impression. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, uh, I'm Billy Corgan. Just fuck it. We're doing it. Uh, spot on. <laughs> Just like him. <laughs> and that guy owns the NWA. Um, right? Yeah. That dude's fucking crazy. <laughs> I love his one song. What a like, way to waste your money. <laughs> hey, now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go play. He's fucking incredible. That was my childhood, dude. <laughs> Swear to you. Yeah. I smash mouth. It was amazing. <laughs> You're making my 62 viewers very angry right now. Yes. Hey, now. Oh, and I'll star. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody. Did you ever told me. Did you ever see the cut where it's like they don't stop coming? They don't stop coming. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I love those versions of songs. I think my favorite one is. Uh, uh, oh my god! It was like such such song, but they but they have like a short attention span. And the song was like "Shut up and dance with me." It was like I, I came in the club and they were like "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> well, this uh, one's like, every time they say, and they all start coming, and they all stop coming, it goes up a ho- an octave. Oh. And, so it's like, and they all stop coming, and they all stop coming, and they all stop coming, and, and they, they all stop coming, and it just goes. <laughs> It's like a Weird Al song. I, I love the um, Somebody remix. We're like, somebody, 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 some, somebody, somebody. Oh, yeah. I miss Smashing Pumpkins. I miss like fucking songs like Han- or bands like Hanson and Sugar Ray. Just mm. the right amount of record scratching in the background. That's right. They're so white, but they gotta have that. Like, they gotta hit the urban market, so they gotta have some DJ scratching in the back. Yeah, they're actually from Tulsa, aren't they, Hanson? Yeah, yeah. They did that one song. Somebody once <laughs> told me the world is gonna roll me. Bob, I, I ain't that's a sharpest tool in my shed. Who put these tools on my shed? <laughs> Welcome to Lonely Meat Season Three. So the song goes. We're fans of the fan Tool. Man, yes, I Tool. I love Tool. Hi, <laughs> I'm Tool. <laughs> I'm Tim the Tool Man. That's his band. He just plays. <gasps> he just plays the instrument. It's like that one section or that one episode where they they're all playing the fucking yeah. like sauce and shit. <laughs> They had the automotive band. <laughs> this guy playing the jugs and the guy playing the wrenches and shit. <laughs> and then they replaced Pam Anderson. <laughs> Tim Allen's tribute to Tool. Power Tool. They, like, they, they could never remake Home Improvement in 2024. You know why? Huh? Because they would be so unrealistic for Wilson to look over and just see like a Trump 2025. Like, like Tim, Tim, Tim <laughs> oh, Allen. He's like, yeah, I'm not putting the top of my head over that. <laughs> yeah. As the neighbor just looks over and he's like, Tim, what the fuck? What's with this sign? So, uh, neighbor, about the swastika that you have above there, I have some questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more like about the swastika. Why I have some wrong? questions. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more like the neighbor right there. Wilson's dead anyway. I have <laughs> some questions. They still got Richard Karn, though. He's not doing Family Feud or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the cycle of people that like used to have a show eventually go to Family Feud. They're like, Louie Anderson for a while. Hey, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome to the feud, everybody. Welcome to the feud, everybody. That's too much Carton. Cartman. Welcome to the feud. Beautiful time. That's what I say about Brian Dixon. I say, like, he, he like Brian Dixon is like a foghorn like horn fuck Cartman. I say, I say. <laughs> Brian Dixon is what you would get if all four members of Hank Hill's party had uh, posse had an orgy. Their baby I'm would be. I want to go down to Taco Bell and give me a ball. Yes. I want to go down to Taco Bell. Ball. Give me a Baja blast. That sounds like the the, the the fucking sound Republicans make when they see a Nia Rose fucking action figure. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite AEW action figure. My I Nia. am a. I have a Nia Nyla Rose. Republican. I love Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is fucking badass. 
Hell yeah. I, think I can do her version am- too. I think she's fucking amazing. And she's a, she's honestly hilarious. Uh, very dynamic. Very, like, hilarious. Anytime she gets camera time. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> but, like, they really can't promote her enough on AEW stuff because immediately as soon as they put her on a poster or anything, it's just nonstop trans hate. Mm. Just immediately, that it's like it's, it's all that's in the comments and everything. It's just fucking bots. Just go nuts. Shit. And it's just trans hate based on all that stuff, and it fucking sucks. Like, I honestly, like, I love her figure because honestly, it's like the first trans wrestling action figure too. Like that's fucking cool. <laughs> Galvatron, a few far over to the right. She has a red scarf. You keep saying trans, and then they got a fucking whole transformers. <laughs> I mean, she is a. That's what the that's what the sign says. All right, guys, we're back with season three of Unloading Me, and I think it's time for me to do a new segment called the Rant of the Week. This is where I get to unload my meat, so to speak, and really just kind of let you know how I'm feeling about certain subjects. And uh, for this first episode, we're going to talk about today's subject: bumper stickers. Bumper stickers. They're the things that are for people that can't understand memes in 2024. Whether it be Perot '96 or I love dogs. I don't care what the question is or what you're willing to tell me that you support. All I can think of, the conclusion, is that you're a cunt. You know, I was taking my kid to school the other day, and I saw a bumper sticker that said, Mom of sassholes. Can you believe that? Sassholes. Because it's like asshole, but with a sass. But with sass. Yeah, anyway, she takes anal. I will say the only bumper stickers that I actually approve of in 2024, only for people that support this guy. And before the hate starts, or the praise, depending on the demographic this YouTube video hits, um, let me explain. I only support Trump bumper stickers if they have the date next to it, because I find that fascinating that there's just so many different years that they're just finding acceptable. There's there's Trump 2020. There's Trump 2023. There's Trump 2024. 25. Mm. I saw a 26. They're just like, I don't know. Either they can't count... Or they're just like, I don't know, this is how many times Trump's in court. <laughs> you know, the added bonus of seeing so much Trump propaganda around where I live is, you know, it tells me who to avoid. Like my sister. I'm loading to me. 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 I don't give it to nobody. Means what it is, what it is, what it is. Well, guys, we're back with the one and only Boyd Heimer. And Boyd, thank you so much for coming into the show and being the special guest for season three premiere, man. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I, I love being on this show. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very fun. You know, it's... I mean, I couldn't think of anybody. We talked about it earlier. Like, I know we had you on for the uh, one of the episodes in season two with Sean. Yeah, yeah. And it was a great episode. And you were like, well, it's, it was that was only like a month or so ago when it came out. And I was like, I know, but this is going to be a solo episode. And you got a book coming out. I want to make sure yes. we yeah. start with a bang. We promote right something there. really important. Right there, buddies. Shadows from Spotlight. Oh, why are you so loud? Oh. You're talking to Stefano? Yeah. Oh. Well, he's... You don't hear him, huh? No, I mute that. Oh, man, I guess I just kind of muted out naturally at this point. Glamour shots, everybody. Glamour shots. <laughs> no, you speak. How about that? Wrong. Lord? <laughs> yeah, right on, man. So, yeah, it was, it's great being here. Uh, I, I, I love 
being here, my, my family is still out here in Oklahoma, of course. Uh, I, I have lots of friends out here that, that you know, that, that all come on this, this podcast, you know, and it's just been so much. Thank you for letting me come on here and, yeah, man. and publicly and the, announce my new book. You know. Yeah, man. And this, this will be out February 7th. Um, Play with Star Lords and... Then we're both going tonight to open mic to support the go. Stewie with his mom, Lois. You're going to open mic, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Open mic tonight at Go Theater with uh, Kyle Fleming is going to be hosting tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Kyle Fleming, great guy, great. His amazing jokes. Uh, I can do an amazing impression of him. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, "Hi, it's me, (laughs) Kyle Fleming." This really awesome guy with an amazing red mane. I wouldn't fucking know, but no, he still got me with the fucking Christopher Walken. He, he has this uh, this song that he wrote. It's fucking amazing. Uh, like somebody <laughs> once told me the world is gonna roll me. That totally I, didn't sound like it. <laughs> I ain't the sharpest tool. In the shed. I can start doing impressions too, motherfucker. We can do the same thing. Somebody once told me. Oh, Mickey Mouse. I can do Mickey Mouse too, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah uh, Minnie, what are you doing out of the house? <laughs> it's the Mickey Mouse clubhouse. Minnie, I love you. You are the greatest ever. Oh, fuck. I used, to, I used to tune in all the time and just sing along to them, you know. But Boyd, where can everybody get your fucking book? Amazon. <laughs> When's the second one come out? Uh, it is out now a- as well. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, uh, same place. Uh, get it on Amazon. Um, it's uh, I, I put uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my heart into this one. Um, a lot of my friends suffer from the same thing, and and they'll end up just just Diabetes. quitting. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.